are the voyages of the starship Therapies. Its continuing mission to explore strange inner worlds, to seek out new insights and new realizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Captain? Yes? I was wondering if you might be free to review the research analytics from yesterday's warp drive upgrades. They're quite promising, and I think you might find... <sighs> Captain, is something wrong? No, I feel fine. Well, if you don't mind my saying, so you don't look fine. In fact, one might say you look quite worn out. Oh, one might say that, Spock. Well, I might, sir. If if put to it. <sighs> oh, the, the truth is that sometimes being the captain is trying. I have to make all sorts of difficult decisions, and sometimes those decisions don't turn out the way I would have hoped. You know, like the whole con debacle. Yes. Heavy hangs the head that wears the crown. Or the, uh, the intercom badge in this case. Um, anyway, how do you find compassion for yourself in times like these? Compassion? Yes, compassion. It means to suffer with. Well, I certainly suffer with you. <laughs> My Vulcan ears detect some sarcasm there, sir. <laughs> but you are correct. We are suffering together. Now are you being sarcastic? Let's redirect before we lose the friends at home. Agreed. <laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome back aboard the Starship Therapies. I am your captain and co-host, Justine Mastin. I'm a marriage and family therapist, a alcohol and drug counselor, as well as a yoga teacher. I have a private therapy practice in Minneapolis, Minnesota called Blue Box Counseling, and my yoga business is called Yoga Quest. I travel all over the place and I talk about geek wellness and teach geeky yoga, and in my copious free time, I do some writing with Larissa, and then sometimes we talk to you. Do you ever sleep, sir? I spend some time in my bunk, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like the topic of self-care is going to be prescient for everyone, current parties included. Um, <laughs> hello, all. This is Larissa signing in. I am the Spockian first officer and, of course, the co-host. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, um, and I practice here in the great city of Chicago in Illinois. Um, when I am not practicing marriage and family therapy, I am either writing, speaking on topics of geek wellness editing things that my dear friend and captain sends me and and sometimes so much editing <laughs> so much editing um and in my copious free time i uh i like to spend time with my cats and my dog hmm, very nice uh, just as a reminder to our friends at home, we want to be clear with you, our listeners, that just because we are therapists doesn't mean that we are your therapists, unless of course we are your therapists. This podcast is for the purposes of education and humor and is not intended to replace seeing your own therapist. Exactly. If you need to see your own therapist, we strongly encourage you to do so. Continuing on, as we hinted and frankly outright said, um, today's topic, um, the subject of our voyage, is going to be self-compassion. We will explore some of our favorite heroines from fandom on their journeys towards self-compassion and... Buffy? Yes, Captain, of course. 
But before we get to our fandom heroines, I'd like to take a moment to shout out, as the human expression goes, to an IRL superhero. My Vulcan brain has deep respect um, for the self-compassion work of researcher Dr. Kristen Neff, who has boiled the entire act of self-compassion down into a tidy three-step process. Oh, you do love a process. And continuous quality improvement of processes. Right. Um, (laughs) So what is this three-step process of which you are so enamored? I think you mean of which I have deep respect and awe. (sighs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So step one, notice that you're suffering. Step two, acknowledge that suffering is a universal human experience. And step three, ask yourself how to be kind to yourself in this present moment. That is quite tidy. I know. Now can we talk about Buffy? Do you think of nothing else? Is that a yes? Go on then. Well, my logical companion, I'll have you know that while my brain is often preoccupied with Buffy Summers, this is actually completely on topic. I'm sure. Well, you asked me how I find compassion for myself when I feel that I've made a mistake or when things just feel difficult. And one of the things that I do is that I give myself permission to engage with fandom characters that help me to feel connected. I will concede that that is quite on topic. And specifically for me, Buffy has been a huge source of comfort when I was looking for someone to suffer with when I was going through something difficult. While I didn't know about these first two steps in Dr. Neff's paradigm, I somehow did know that Buffy would help me feel better and that in that way I could be kind to myself and find some relief. That was both on topic and quite poignant. Thank you for that. Well, I feel validated. It also brings up the excellent, though oft-misunderstood, concept of parasocial interaction. Nope. I beg your pardon, sir. I am sorry, but that is altogether too much research for this podcast. But but it relates. I don't doubt that. Uh, but we how how about we talk about it on our next podcast? I suppose. Okay, because we can't get too far afield. I cannot argue with that logic, Captain. How shall we proceed? Well, wait, was that a disgruntled tone that I detected a moment ago? Perhaps I need some self-care. Yeah, you might. <laughs> so back to the message at hand. <laughs> Self-compassion is not something that in our human society, and I'm guessing in Vulcan society too, uh, we are taught how to do. We receive messages, both explicit and implicit, from our friends, our family, uh, the media, all of these systems that we are a part of that tell us that suffering is our burden and that we need to just stuff it down with all of our stuffing power and then eventually erupt and um, then just start all over again. But Captain, wouldn't you agree that there are times when it is logical and even effective to hold our feelings in and to push forward to continue on with our our duties. President Laura Roslin from the reimagined Battlestar Galactica series comes to mind when she grapples with her illness while leading the remaining human survivors in an almost certainly fatal attempt to outrun the Cylons. She must... (sighs) Yes, Captain? No, no, please continue. It does seem like you have something to add. 
Well, it's just that I couldn't help but reflect on President Roslyn's final arc in which she collapses from physical exhaustion after her years of putting herself last. I must admit, I had not fully considered that. Perhaps your social conditioning is somewhat to blame. Could you say more about that? Well, my friend, I'm referring to the way that gender is presented in earthly culture, specifically how cisgender female and cisgender male humans are brought up with different beliefs that shape them. Ah, yes, you're referring to how cisgender females are told that they are in charge of holding feelings and cisgender males are taught to have none. Indeed. And of course, for those who do not fit the gender binary, this messaging is all the more confusing. Mm -hmm. Yes, that social construct is particularly virulent in human culture. Gender norms shape both our culture and our individual conception of ourselves, sometimes in ways we can't see without the help of friends. Spock, I have been, and always shall be, your friend. Sir, why, why would you do that? I mustn't feel- Exactly! Feeling is the answer here! Rather than leaping to judge our feelings or push them down, we must let ourselves feel them. <laughs> and once we allow ourselves to feel, then we can start to bring gentle curiosity to ourselves by asking questions like, what do I need right now? What would it be like if I took a break? Or we can call upon the Dr. Neff paradigm that you mentioned earlier. Step one. Notice that you're suffering. I am suffering. Step two, acknowledge that suffering is a universal experience, that you are never the only one suffering, meaning that you are never suffering alone. I am not alone. And then step three, self-inquiry into how you can be kind to yourself right now. I can pet a cat. Yes, you fucking can. Pet that cat. <laughs> Thank you, sir. That was surprisingly helpful. Right? Right. Oh. All right. Well, that, that was, was perhaps more emotionally cathartic than I was anticipating this episode to be. Right. Um, but that, I mean, that very much speaks to the power of self-compassion. Mm -hmm. um, I find myself thinking, though, about our two fandom examples, wondering, was there ever times when you think that they extended self-compassion to themselves? Well, you would know better than I would about Laura Roslin, but let me let me speak to Buffy for a moment. I know you've been waiting to do so, sir. Well, you know, I do always like to get back to smidge. That's what I call Sarah Michelle Geller, not to her face. Although if I ever met her, no, still not to her face. Seems like a wise choice. <laughs> I think that there were times when when Buffy had self-compassion. I mean, over the years, she she had support of her friends that she reached out to when she was having a hard time. Um, she had a mentor in Giles that she could reach out to. So she had people, she had human support um, when she needed it. And we see that she goes shopping. She does a little little retail therapy, which, you know, can can have its own strings and difficulties, but whatever. I think that what you are moving towards here, Captain, if if I may is that for both of our fandom heroines that we've talked about today, reaching out for trusted community was a key component of actualizing their self-compassion, I think. Mm. Um, reaching out, asking for help, 
naming and owning their limitations was kind of their version of step three, petting the cat, if you will. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Captain, where can our listeners go if they're interested in some more information about not just the concepts we've discussed today, but maybe some of the shows and fandoms that we brought up? Well, obviously, um, the work of Dr. Kristen Neff, the self-compassion researcher, you can just uh, plug her name into the old Google and it'll bring up her website, um, which has all sorts of great information about self-compassion, including some guided meditations and some exercises. You can also just look up the concept of self-compassion and see if there's additional information that speaks to you. And then the shows we talked about today were... Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the mm-hmm. TV show, not the movie, and um, Battlestar Galactica, the reimagined series by Ronald Moore, mm-hmm. not the OG version, because I think we can all agree it was not great. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly not for our purposes. <laughs> certainly not for our purposes. Um, and my feelings about that are probably more applicable for an, a, another day and perhaps even a different venue. Well, we may be at the helm of this ship, but we know who really keeps us running. Thank you to Ensign Kyle Rebar, who composed our theme song. Lieutenant Catherine Mandycat Duffy, who designed our beautiful cover art. And finally, thank you to our fabulous producer, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens. You'll always be our Starbuck. (laughs) Tune in to our next ep on parasocial interactions, or as we like to call them, fandom attachments. And be sure to follow us on the social medias and download and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And most importantly, the most important thing you can do to help our podcast is to rate and review us on iTunes and share with your friends so that they can also hop aboard the Starship Therapies with us. As always, friends, live live long and and prosper. prosper.